Coming up on today's show, Isaiah Hull is in to talk about the little bit of a resurgence for Michigan basketball. Are the Wolverines on track to becoming one of the more competitive teams in the Big Ten, a already crowded conference? We'll talk about all that right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. We got a good conversation with Isaiah Hole coming up in just a minute here on the show. But before we get to that, of course, we got to get to everything that you may have missed in Locked On or in Big Ten news in the last day to you right now. But before we do any of that, of course, thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday, Monday through Friday. And of course, make sure to make your second listen any of the other Big Ten podcasts. If you're listening here, you're probably a fan of a Big Ten team. We've got plenty of Big Ten podcasts for you to listen in on each specific team in the conference. So go ahead and search for whatever school you're most interested in once you're done listening here today. Coming up on today's show, again, a good conversation with Isaiah Hull on Michigan basketball. It seems like Javon Howard may have this team a little bit in better cohesion than what it was at the start of the season. Hunter Dickinson's looking better. Caleb Houston's doing well. We'll get to Isaiah on all of that as he actually uh, makes a drive. We I got him in the car, but again, we'll get to that in just a second. First, the scores around the Big Ten from yesterday. In basketball, Northwestern defeats Michigan, or I'm sorry, no, 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 Michigan defeats Northwestern. We did know about that. That happened back on Wednesday, 72-70, to 70, a close call, and that's why I stuttered a bit. Uh, we talked to Isaiah about how that one wasn't exactly what we had wanted to see out of the Wolverines. In other scores, Indiana takes care of Penn State easy, 74-57 to 57 the final. In games today, Number 11, Wisconsin's on the road at 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern against Nebraska. And a whole bunch of Big Ten teams ranked are on the road today. Number 16, Ohio State's on the road at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, facing off against Minnesota. And then number 6, Purdue, at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, local time in Iowa, will face off against the Hawkeyes. Also, in other news, women's basketball today, number 7, Michigan's on the road at number 22, Ohio State. That one's going to be a good one at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And we did have another women's basketball game postponed that was originally scheduled for today. Illinois will not make the trip to number 6, Indiana, to play this evening. Only other big news around the Big Ten from yesterday, and this is something we're going to have to talk about on tomorrow's show before the end of the week. The Big Ten is considering the elimination of divisions now, this is in response to all the shifting and things going on in college football, but we're going to have to talk a lot about this. Why is this a move that would make the Big Ten more appealing in a college football playoff scenario? Uh, why would the Big Ten, or how would the Big Ten, I guess, go about making a college football schedule with no divisions to kind of organize who plays who every year? And Again, a whole lot of things to try and get into with that, but uh, that's a report from the Athletic Scott Doc. Uh, Doc, nah, shoot, I'm gonna mess up this guy's name. I was gonna say Doctorman, Doctorman. I'm gonna go with right now. That uh, he heard from Iowa Athletic Director uh, Gary Barda, the source there. But if the Big Ten got rid of divisions, it, it would obviously change the way that we do this college football thing in the Big Ten. I'm not sure if it ends up making things 
any better or worse as far as what the conference has at the end of the season for a playoff like resume team but I don't know. We're going to have to find out and see exactly a little bit more. Honestly, I think we just need a little more time. I need a little more time to try and decipher exactly what that would look like in the Big Ten with this many teams. But we got to get into that again, probably on tomorrow's show. On today's show, again, I say a hole's coming up right here in just a moment. I won't hold you from him any longer. We'll take a quick break and then get you back here with Isaiah to talk about this Wolverines basketball team that's now winners of three straight here on Locked On Big Ten. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship's yours, but on the backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business, with low visibility because you're just using outdated methods to keep track of how everything's working? Well, if that's the case, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Now, get a load of this. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition, which we know is key. And 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. So for the new year, it has new financing for those ready to upgrade. If you're that person at netsuite.com slash locked, that's netsuite.com slash locked. Head on over there and use their special new year financing to get your business off on the right foot in 2022. It's NetSuite by Oracle. It, it really is everything your business needs to grow all in one place. Here on Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every weekday. We're here with Isaiah Hole. He covers Michigan basketball and football for Wolverines Wire. Of course, host of Locked On Wolverines 2. And we thank you, Isaiah, for joining us here in the car on the way to get the job done and also getting the job done here with us. And thank you for taking some time, as you do every week, to talk a little bit with us. It's been an interesting kind of last couple of weeks for Michigan basketball here, Isaiah. Uh, winning has been the biggest thing that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but also some games postponed against some big teams. Uh, what's the latest with that, like Michigan State and Purdue game that still needs to get rescheduled at some point in the last month of the season? Well, I believe the Purdue, I haven't gotten a chance to look because I've been on the road, but uh, I do believe that they got the Purdue game rescheduled. Uh, Michigan State, I, I don't believe that one's one of them at, at this juncture, but uh, I do pretty sure that they they got that purdue game going uh february 10th uh which is uh coming up pretty quickly so that game is back on the books uh, i think one of the issues is is that comes uh right there with that uh, ohio state game i think the day before so uh, if, I, if my memory serves so uh at least they got one of them it's just it's not that's not the type of back-to-back -back you really want to have uh, but uh, at least it's, it's back on the books so that's the important thing Michigan State, we'll see about that one. Uh, obviously, they played this weekend in East Lansing, but naturally Michigan wants to be able to have that be a home game. Uh, so I'm sure that'll get on the book sooner than later. Yeah, it uh, would be, again, if they played on the 10th, they would play Ohio State then on the 12th, and uh, actually another game with Purdue earlier that week on the 5th, or maybe it's late the week before. The point is that's all within seven days of each other now, those three games. We talked a little bit with Jay Stevens about that, about how that congestion of the schedule is something we can expect to see again. But 
I don't want to talk too much more about all that kind of stuff because, again, we talked enough about COVID with Jay and the impact it'll have. Let's talk about some winning basketball that Michigan's been playing as of late. After it got back out on the court, a tough loss to Illinois, but since then, you beat Maryland, you beat IU, you beat Northwestern. Not the top of the top in the Big Ten right now, but given where Michigan had started out this season, it seems like the Wolverines may be starting to turn things around, and they're back about 500 in the Big Ten too, which you can never be too upset about. What's been kind of the big difference between what this team's been able to do in these last few outings to improve? Honestly, I think it started with that sh- the, the shorthanded loss to Illinois. That was a game in which Michigan, without multiple players, including Hunter Dickinson, it just seemed like there was no way that facing a uh, full-strength Illinois team that Michigan was going to stand a chance going into Champaign and being able to, to take that game. And, of course, they didn't take that game, but they made it a game for about three-quarters of it. Uh, which was something of a surprise. So they certainly were out hustling Illinois and playing with a a lot more intensity. And I think that was kind of the start uh, because it kind of showed the team what it needed to do in order to uh, be competitive. Uh, Because, I mean, you do have a lot of new moving, not necessarily moving, but new pieces compared to last year. And they just really didn't have that continuity or the culture, as they kind of had said, while the culture like internally is good on the floor, it was still developing, uh, especially with some of those young players, Caleb Houston uh, being uh, being the, one of the main guys that I've seen really take a big step forward. He really did so last week or earlier this week, rather, against uh, Indiana, uh, finally kind of coming out of his shell, being a five-star and a guy that hadn't really shown that look like he was a five-star, except for in very small doses. Finally, he kind of came out and asserted himself. And I think that that, the Maryland win helped them realize that they could go and beat Indiana, who was seeming to be one of the better Big Ten teams. I know they had three Big Ten losses before that, but they were 14-4, and and they hadn't lost any games at home. Michigan took it to them. It really took it to them. They had a 16-point lead in the first, and uh, even though they kept cutting it to six, uh, eventually, you know, Michigan kept on ballooning it back to 16 and then ended up winning by 18 on the road. Those are the types of wins that instill confidence. Now, last night's game against Northwestern, that was that felt like a little bit of a come down, back down to earth. Northwestern played them pretty evenly, as Northwestern kind of does. They kind of muck things up here and there. So uh, they went and got the job done, though, in a type of game that they would have lost earlier in the season. Jawan Howard said after the game, it reminded him of the Seton Hall game just going the other way. So uh, good work for Michigan to kind of figure out how to win. And as Howard said after the game as well, you learn how to win by losing. And that that might sound counterintuitive, but that's kind of what this team has done uh, in large part because you have Caleb Houston starting to step up. Devontae Jones is looking a lot more comfortable both as a shooter and a facilitator. Uh, You're starting to get multiple guys kind of getting involved at the right time, and uh, they're playing with a lot of energy. Even though I didn't feel like that energy existed for 90% of the game yesterday, uh, you're starting to see it more regularly, and that's really what's helping this Michigan team to be able to suddenly look a lot more like what we expected in the preseason. Well, if you know Locked On, then you already know about Bet Online. It's your online sportsbook experts, the place that you go for all of your sports betting needs all the time. They got the lines up to date always. 
good news that you can read up on to make sure that you're educated before you throw in your bets. And as always, free money for you to play with if you let them know that we sent you over here at Locked On. If you sign up and use our promo code Locked On, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. So you can get some extra money to play with right off the bat. Be sure to make some money and, of course, start making money with that money that you made for free. Again, it's betonline.ag, all the sports betting you ever need. A new kind of interface that they have that just makes it look better. So many sports websites, it's insane how old-fashioned they still look. BetOnline's not going to give you that problem. Head on over to the site now and sign up using our promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Hey, Big Ten fans. This is Nate Dickinson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 off per gallon or more on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay the full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the free app and use promo code SCORE for an additional $0.50 per gallon on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as $200 to $300 a month in cash back or a year in cash back check that and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime in your bank account paypal an e-gift card for amazon or other brands too just download the free get upside app and use promo code score to get up to 50 cents off per gallon more or more on your cash or on your cash back on your first tank that's code score at get upside Right, and part of that has been uh, Hunter Dickinson has been really good too, Big Ten Player of the Week last week. I'm interested to hear just kind of how do those things play off each other, the development of those perimeter guys allowing the offense to just kind of open up as a whole and let him kind of, I don't know if it's getting back to what he was. He's always been good, but he's stepped it up again, just like everyone else on Michigan has as of late. Well, it's the combination of a couple different things, right? Because, I mean, he's going to get a lot more attention than he was at, say, this time last year when he was just kind of coming on the scene. He's going to have to deal with different things that coaches and players are going to throw at him. So that, I think, is part of the struggle, uh, not having some of the perimeter shooting uh, to kind of draw people outside uh, has made it a little bit of a struggle. But, like, hey, you look at that Indiana game, he created his own perimeter shooting. He had, what, three threes in that game? So he he's starting to kind of showcase a different side of himself. Uh, so I think that's, that's, it, that's part of it, is just trying to figure out who he is without having Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, and some of those key players that Michigan had around him that really helped him thrive last year. How, how, does, how do you reinvent yourself? How do you, how do you go out there and, and you know, still be that star-type player when you don't have the same type of help? Uh, so that, I think, has been a big part. Uh, additionally, I think just by some of these other guys starting to step up, uh, like Jones and Houston. And Devontae Jones said yesterday after the game that uh, Hunter Dickinson's shown a particular proclivity to being able to, to be an incredible passer uh, down low that called him the best uh, big man passer in the country, saying like when he, he finds these lanes to, to get facilitate, that other big men just generally don't find. So I think that like hunter hunters unselfishness mixed with just a change in what the what the personnel is has somewhat changed his role. Uh, but 
and, and things, of course, last night didn't necessarily go great for him. But uh, he, he certainly, when you get that type of attention, you've got to kind of reinvent. And that's the type of thing that you see going from high school to college. And certainly you can see it from year one to year two in college as well. And that's kind of where he's at now. Isaiah, this team has been on a roller coaster as far as expectations go. We've talked plenty about that. Started off, obviously, at the highest of high, got a quick wake-up call, and is now at least looking like it's starting to put the pieces together in the Big Ten. Around the program, as far as the fan base is concerned and what we, the talking heads, talk about, where are the expectations at like right now as things are starting to trend up? I think it's just take it one game at a time, right, because – uh, even though they're on a three-game winning streak, you can't necessarily look at it and say, like, all right, well, now now the expectations are back to what they were, especially when the next game's in East Lansing. So I think it's mostly just the idea that you've got to try to stack some wins. I mean, win or lose in East Lansing, go out there and be competitive because that's the type of game where a month ago they probably would have gotten run off the court. Go out there, be competitive. Hopefully they come, come away with a win if you're internal, you know, if you're inside that program, that's the hope. Uh, and just continue to stack what you can, especially because that schedule, like we just talked about with Purdue, Ohio State, all kind of right there, it gets a lot more daunting. Uh, so you need to be able to, whenever you have one of those quad one type opportunities, considering Michigan's only got one now in Indiana, but go out there and get some quad one opportunities, that will help you get into the tournament. I think it's back on the table, but they have to be able to continue to hold serve and uh, – that doesn't necessarily mean winning every game. That's unreasonable. But, you know, it, it, I would say if you can win every other quad one type game that you have on that schedule, that's going to certainly help. So I wouldn't give any kind of overarching expectation thinking that suddenly uh, you anticipate that they're going to do something big. But I think just getting into the tournament now would probably be the, the thing because a month ago it, it looked like that was almost certainly not going to happen. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Michigan State's up next. That will be up on Saturday. So just a couple more before we let you go. What kind of a test in particular do you feel like Michigan State poses to what Michigan does out there? I mean, it's a team that runs fast and likes to go up and down. Uh, to be honest, I haven't done a ton of uh, research on Michigan State as of yet, so I, I, I can't give a great answer. But uh, I, I do think that just with it being a rivalry game, keeping your emotions in check, uh, especially being in East Lansing. I mean, this is, a, this is a place that even the guys who have maybe been there haven't necessarily been there, right? Because last year being a COVID year and everything like that, uh, you've got a lot of, a, you know, a much different environment that guys like Hunter Dickinson has not even witnessed. I mean, and then, I mean, really, the old, when you look at the entire roster, I mean, it's Eli Brooks and Brandon Johns are – pretty close to the only ones who have experienced uh, any kind of big-time minutes in, in that building with fans in that crowd. So uh, it's going to be a different environment. Uh, certainly going and winning in Assembly Hall helps, but it's going to be a different animal when I go to East Lansing. So, uh, it, it, of course, like you said, Michigan State wants to wants to run. So for, for Michigan, it's trying to play your game. They haven't really been a run-and-gun team this year. Like last year, they were a team that could kind of play any way that you wanted to. Uh, last couple of years, really. This year, I would say that they they kind of more of a slow methodical. So they, they're going to have to try to slow Michigan State down and kind of get them into the, the type of game that they want to play if they're going to stand a chance. Be a real good, fun game to watch. That's for certain. Gabe Brown's just awesome to watch running up down that field or 
torch. And also, Michigan's got some athletes that can run with him, too. Uh, and Isaiah, again, before we let you go, we just got to check the pulse on this Jim Harbaugh thing. Anything new or that has made you change your opinion on anything, even a little bit since the last time we talked on what's going on with the coaching situation? Uh, not at the top. It does still seem like Harbaugh is coming back. Yeah. But uh, I think what's interesting is Mike McDonald is on his way out going to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, hasn't been officially announced as of me saying this at this exact moment, but it's, uh, it's said enough for me to have a pre-write done. So uh, <laughs> it, it, I think that's an interesting tea leaf to just kind of look at in general because, you know, he Jim got Mike from – his brother John, the head coach of Baltimore, and John's taking him back already after a year. Uh, I don't know that that says anything necessarily about like, all right, you know, is is this mean that maybe Jim is on his way out? I don't think it says anything like that, but uh, it certainly changes the dynamics of what Michigan is and was because you thought that they were running the entire, you know, bringing everybody back bring the band back together uh and uh they had only lost one coach this offseason in sean Nua, and now losing a defensive coordinator that kind of changes things so i'll be curious to see what the wolverines end up doing uh as far as who, if they go internal they go external obviously if they go external they're gonna have to jim's gonna have to sign that contract because it's one thing to bring in a typical assistant coach but to try to bring in a coordinator and him not necessarily knowing who's head coach is going to be that's probably not going to work a really good point and uh, again all speculation with this kind of stuff but it's uh, one of the biggest things for people to speculate right now in the big 10 so anything that comes in that might even shift the scale a little bit we, we got to kind of at least touch on so thank you again for updating us there isaiah updating us on everything michigan basketball and again we're looking forward to watching that matchup in state on saturday between these two teams the spartans and the wolverines it's again Sparty right now playing a whole lot better on the season, but you know when these two teams come together, it's going to be a fun one to watch, and Michigan has, again, started to play better. Isaiah, again, thanks for coming on and joining us for a little bit here on the car, in the car on the way to, I, don't, I didn't even ask where you were going, but thanks for joining us for a minute, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, of course. All right, sounds good.